This is a CNA podcast. Now, Health Matters with Daniel Martin. How many times has this happened to you? You're lying in bed, lights are off, kids are put to bed, everything's ready, you want to go to sleep. But in your mind, thoughts are racing. You might be thinking about what you need to do the minute you get up. You might start thinking about the emails you need to send out the next day and what you need to settle and making a checklist in your mind. And then you look at the clock and before you know it, oh, it's 1 a.m. Oh, no, okay. I'll try, I'll try. Focus, focus, focus. Close my eye, close my eyes. Don't, don't do, think about anything. But you just can't. And then it just perpetuates the cycle. The later it gets, the more anxious and nervous you get because you know you're not going to get a good night's sleep. There are many reasons why this could be happening for an individual. There's true insomnia. There could be physical factors at play. You were just looking at your phone. The blue light is keeping you up. Um, maybe you've eaten too much. You've taken a supplement that's keeping you awake. Sometimes that happens when you take the wrong health supplement. There could be physical factors at play. But I want to zoom in. In recognition of World Mental Health Day, which is happening on 10th of October, on the thoughts, the racing thoughts, keeping you away and from getting a good night's sleep and how we can stop this vicious cycle from happening. Dr. Geraldine Tan is joining me, Director and Principal Psychologist of the Therapy Room. Dr. Tan, did you have a good night's sleep last night, I hope? Good afternoon. Hi, Daniel. Yes, I did. And I'm one of those people that can fall asleep anywhere. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, I used to be that person. I really did. Um, But like I said, there are so many reasons. Yeah, I mean, there could be the insomnia. There could be the physical factors. I'm excluding all of those today. I just want to zoom in on the mind, the thoughts that are Mm. racing. And the irony is, uh, Dr. Tan, like even Mm. though you're body is tired and even though you want to sleep you're like you're so tired and i really want to go and sleep but your thoughts keep racing is this very common have you heard this from a lot of patients you know we've been hearing more and more of this and i thought this year is going to be better Mm. but this year there is this spike in the number of people having sleepless and they complain about not being able to sleep. Um, And it could be a multitude of different issues, right? From going back to work, having to plan, the different changes that are happening. Um, And of course, we have the more um, cynical ones, which is the, the abuse that, you know, they might have experienced before, Um, bullying issues. So all these just flow into our mind, especially when we have no more activity of the day to kind of busy ourselves with. And then the mind goes quiet and we can start to flip the pages. So our brain is very naughty. It starts to flip all these negativity, right? Why? Why does it do that? Yeah, so one of the things that we don't realize is to give ourselves a space in the day to try and um, process all these. We think we need to brush it away, dismiss it, you know, just get on with the busyness of the day. Uh, What you're doing is you're actually discounting yourself. You're actually, yeah, you're you're actually not giving your, your brain any space to breathe and recollect itself and find its balance again. So it does it at night. Oh, I see. So because Mm -hmm. you've pushed aside, pushed aside, pushed aside, 
and you mm-hmm. haven't created that space elsewhere in the day, then it's like the last thing that's happening is like the drawers are opening, the drawers are closing in your mind. You're just you're just like dis defragging and reformatting, and everything's happening there and then. I love the uh, yes analogy. It is looking for a solution, isn't it? I mean, that's the evolution of men. We look for a solution. We want to fix things. And if we don't permit ourselves to consciously think about it, then the issues come up at a time where we are forced to think about it. We are forced to look for a solution. And most of the time is coupled with a lot of anxiety. So anxiety tends to uh, be very closely linked with this restlessness, this sleeplessness, and we tend to mistake it as, oh, I'm afraid that I cannot sleep at night. But if if you hear some of these clients and their complaints, or not complaints, you know, when they, they, uh, their narratives, um, their narratives would be a lot to do with their worries, their fears, Mm. Uh, can I manage you know, my project? Can I answer all my emails? Can I deal with all these different um, areas of my life? Can I juggle everything? Mm. So that restlessness of in the mind translates to the rest, sleeplessness because they are so heightened in emotions. And why can't the person quieten those thoughts at that point in time when they need to? Well, first of all, everything else is quiet. You, and if we can't find or if we haven't found any solution in a day, I hardly think we'll, we can find a solution at night mm. when everything has shut down already, right? Mm. Yeah, so, the, the, so you're scrambling. Yeah, so some of it is that. Some of that is really us not having that solution and our brains are already so exhausted having dealt with an entire days of uh, work and, and you know crisis management or dealing with things um, and that feeling of I can't do anything about it that helplessness really eats into people and the helplessness of I cannot control my sleep now you and I can control what time we wake up mm-hmm. We might loll around in bed and, you know, try to laze a little bit or snooze a little bit more. Mm-hmm. But we, by and large, can wake up in the morning. Yeah. But you and I cannot force ourselves to sleep. Yeah. So that is another helplessness that they have to face when they're at night. Dr. Tan, there's that scenario as well where now that you're lying in bed and you are tr- and you haven't sorted out the issues like you described earlier on, right? So your mind is racing, scheduling, trying to find that solution – And then you see the clock and it's ticking and ticking and ticking and it's getting later and later. And then this perpetuates the problem because you know you're supposed to be going to sleep and you can't. And the later you see it get, the more anxious, the more nervous you get. And that kind of just makes the whole situation worse. Exactly. So there's a compounded, you know, anxiety of the night. So some people experience um, even when the night, the the, the evening starts to darken, mm. they start to feel that fear that creeps up onto them because it's a, uh, can I sleep tonight? What will happen tonight? They start to be very worried about it. So there's an additional anxiety about the night. Not just the sleep, but the night. Exactly. And that's the thing, right? You get more anxious and and you can't really find the solution. You don't know how to handle it. And I want to get some insight from you. What is the approach? Mm. What kind of techniques 
or methods would you recommend if somebody finds themselves in this very situation, Dr. Tan? Well, let's look at the the different senses. So we love to, I mean, there are many things out there, but I like to use ourselves. I like to use our senses to help us. Mm -hmm. So our five senses, let's start with the sense of smell. You know, if we, some of us are parents and we know that um, our children sometimes need their their favorite blanket, their favorite, you know, scent to go to bed. The toto a little bit, huh? Yes. Um, yeah, the adults can also tap on scents, so your aromatherapy or something that is comfortable um, and help you to, to just ease into the night. Um, touch. So some people uh, actually like the weighted blanket. So I'm not sure if we know about weighted blanket. I haven't blankets, tried it. I've heard about it. Yes, yes. So there are um, some of my clients that mentioned they tried it and it really is very comfortable. And there's a certain weight ratio, so your weight um, to that weighted blanket for it to be effective. So that's the weight. I mean, again, for the little ones, we we used to have, or some of the the parents would have the bean bag to just put on their chest, so it's like a little weight on them that helps, right? Um, taste. So some people enjoy a, a, a non-caffeinated tea that helps them. Maybe it's the warmth, maybe it's the taste. Um, some would take. Milk, I don't recommend it for everyone. You know, it's only if it works for you. Mm. Some people enjoy something that is auditory. Uh, your your music, your sermons, your Quran, your uh, a white noise perhaps that kind of helps you. The last one is our visual sense, where some people need complete darkness to fall to bed. Yes. But some people need a little bit of light, so they need the night light. So whatever that you prefer, right, please use it. I would also often remind people not to look at the clock, especially those that wake up in the middle of the night. It serves you no purpose to look at the clock except to excite your senses all over again. So if you need to go to the toilet, go to the toilet and turn your clocks away from you. Don't wear your watch to sleep. Do not tap on your phone to try and figure out the time. Just go back to sleep. <laughs> yeah, that's yeah. stop checking because that's just adding to that anxiety. Do you know what worked yeah. for me recently actually that really helped? Um, I bought one of those night masks to wear over my eyes to block out the excess light because I must be one of those people that needs complete darkness. And I realized at some of the blinds that I've got in my room, there's this there's always this beam of moonlight that's coming in and hitting my eye. So I had to block it out. And it kind of helped with the mental calmness as well. It's interesting. Lovely, lovely. When you mentioned about the night masks, um, there's this um, Japanese uh, night mask that they wear that has a little bit of a scent and heat, actually, (laughs) that you can wear on your eyes. And it's supposed to help you feel uh, a little bit more comfortable and fall to sleep a little bit better. It helps you relax the eye area also. 
Dr. Tan, here's the thing, isn't it interesting? So we can try and employ some of the wonderful techniques that you just recommended, the five senses, appeal to the five senses. But there are so many people that try to make up for the sleepless night by having a daytime nap, some daytime sleepiness that happens. And then they find that they can fall asleep, no problem, in the daytime or, or at the afternoon nap. Isn't that interesting? Yeah. Like, uh, one would assume that the same things are there stopping you, but maybe not. No, so sometimes the what some clients mention is they're so exhausted. And by the time it hits like four or five, or maybe when they come back from work at about five o'clock, they are spent. So their body can't even hold up and they just fall into that slumber. Um, and also during the day, there is less association with that darkness, less association that I need to sleep. You know, your your relief of all the pressures of I need to mm. sleep. So therefore, it helps and they can then slip into the sleep quite easily. Um, yeah, so the the for some people, their timings have changed. So I do know some that sleep from... 3 a.m. until maybe about 10, 11 a.m. And as long as it's not disruptive for them, then we shouldn't feel guilty for sleeping that number of hours. I mean, different people have different time uh, Mm. in different time zones, right? Mm. (laughs) Their biological time zone is different. Mm. As long as it's not disruptive in the work setting, in the school setting, um, I think, you know, it's perfectly fine as long as we keep to that routine. So mm. our bodies are very uh, routine-based. So if we keep disrupting the routine, then, you know, it may uh, cause more sleeplessness. Yeah. So we don't have to feel so compelled like, oh, everybody say we need to sleep at 10 or 11 and that's the golden time to sleep. I mean, everybody's body system mm. is different. So listen to your own body. Final point, Dr. Tan. What is the red flag? When do you... Th- I mean, obviously, we can try and do all these techniques and approaches. Um, some people buy new pillow, get the aromatherapy, get the eye mask, that kind yeah. of thing. Calm the mind, yeah. find spaces in the day to try and solve the problem so it's not weighing on you. Try, try, mm-hmm. try. But when is the point yeah. where you should be seeking professional help? Definitely when we look at a disorder, that means sleep as a disorder, there is a disruption in some parts of your life. You can't work properly. You are not focused at all. You're more irritable. You know, your social life is being affected. Um, your, Your physical health is taking a beating. So when you start noticing all these, these are your red flags that you probably need to then go to a sleep clinic, you know, go to a psychologist if you need to. Um, it's really, really important that we rule out any mental health disorders also. Um, I guess the 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 other point that I would like to mention sometimes is uh, people are very health conscious right now, but there's something uh, called over-exercising. Sometimes yeah. they over-exercise and the bodies are so tired, but you know they're so overstretched that the body cannot bring itself to rest. So if that is that that is simple. They can just cut down on their exercise. But mm. um, yeah, if you feel that there are alarms in any of the areas of your life, please make sure that you go to someone. 
Great advice. Dr. Tan, always a pleasure. Thank you so much for joining us on today's edition of Health Matters. And for more Health Matters podcasts, you can listen and tune in anytime at cna.asia slash listen. Before making any decisions based on the information in our program, please consult a medical professional.